Hi, Stu. How are you? Sick. Thank you for asking. Are you sick or is it uh, mm. allergies? I think it's allergies. Okay. I'm saying sick, but I feel miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Softball night, coughing. Oh, and sneezing, no snuffy. It's one of those things. Have it's you tried this sneezing, snuffy, hard I, to sleep medicine? I took all the medicines. <laughs> right. I, I just, it's what I do. I have a big, like, big box Bowl. of them. Yeah. And okay. I just go in there and just take all of them. All right. Have you tried Relief Factor? No, I don't think I would use Relief Factor for this. I don't well, think you should. This is what it's, you uh, should. No, I'm just saying. You just apply seconds. it for everything now? I apply it for everything. Work for the yeah. pain. I've, I've, I want to try it on my head for hair. Yeah. yeah. It could be. Uh-huh. Could be. Like well, you that. said you feel miserable, and I thought maybe it was a, you know, a stuffy, cold, achy feeling. It is that. It is that thing. I don't like it. I'm miserable now, and I'm whining about everything, and I don't want to be, but I can't help it. And now I'm just going to have to medicate myself with all sorts of over-the-counter stuff and then large amounts of caffeine. It's the only way I'm getting through today's show. And it's probably going to be one of those days where I'm angry, and I apologize for it in advance. I don't know. When I'm like that, it's a better show. (laughs) So let's see what happens when you're like that. Uh, We're going to start with Joe Biden and Hunter's interview uh, in one minute. Hello, America. Welcome to the program. Today, we have Hunter Biden finally being asked some questions by the press. Oh, my gosh. How he escaped, I just don't know. He, this was brutal, brutal questioning as they stroll in the garden. We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Bill's a listener of ours. He was a farmer for years and years and years. He worked the land from sun up to sundown. Made him happy. I don't know why. I don't know why farmers are happy, but they are. Well, lots of them. He worked hard. He would tell people he figured that uh, he would be farming till the day he died. But somewhere along the line, the pain began in his knees and his wrists. Mostly, some days he hurt all over. Time came when he thought, I'm going to have to kiss the farming life goodbye forever, and he didn't want to. Then someone told Bill about Relief Factor. I wonder who it might have been. And he gave it a try. Only after a few weeks, Bill was back in the saddle, both literally and figuratively. He was back on the farm. Relief Factor is a great way to reduce the inflammation that causes pain, and it works for 70% of those who try it. The Relief Factor isn't a drug. For 1995, you can get the three-week quick start. Not very much to see if you can get your life back. Do what Bill did. Do what I did. Get your life back. Try Relief Factor now. Call them at 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Or just go online to relieffactor.com. So Joe Biden had his son, Hunter, go out and talk to the press and talk to the press he did. Oh, it was grueling. If you didn't see it on ABC, we want to play uh, pieces of it here. Here's here's Hunter Biden on the cross. That is his last name. Your last name wasn't Biden. Do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. 
but that's, you know, I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. Oh, man. It's true. I mean, he's, he's right on that one. Uh, you, and I, I think he should probably acknowledge that. I mean, he did try to make the point that he's been on several other boards before this, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons he just didn't see any problem with the Burisma thing. Mm-hmm. He's already been mm-hmm. on like a bunch of boards for other companies. Now, of course, that's mm-hmm. also probably because his last name is Biden. Um, but you can see how he's he's caught in this bubble here, Glenn, mm-hmm. where daddy, you know, makes his life go really well, except, you know, when he's having his, you know, he's on you know, cocaine and things like that, that when he does things to his own life, that he daddy can't necessarily bail him out of that. But he's had a lot of positive developments because of daddy's role. And so he doesn't even understand. He's never been anything other than the son of a senator or vice president. Sure. So how does he even relate the difference? Right. He doesn't exactly. understand your well, life. Well, you know, maybe, maybe uh, the reporter, by phrasing the question uh, as we suggested, uh, did your appointment have anything to do with Joe Biden, your father, running point for Obama in Ukraine? Um, you know, your dad coordinated energy the ukraine energy and anti-corruption policies that directly affected burisma um did that have anything to do with your appointment and not letting him get away with well gee my name has been such a cross and i guess in many ways a blessing too but mainly a cross today that's what you have to ask jason buttrill joins us uh, now jason how are you Good. Um, he is uh, our chief researcher on all things Ukraine. Um, did you see the interview? I did. I, I would. Uh, that question right there, like, was just hilarious to me because if, like, I really wish that the Bidens would have granted us this interview. It would have been so great. <laughs> I would like to see a little more sarcasm. I think from the interview, er, because- or just at least, <laughs> it just at least a tough question. Right. I mean, ask it this way, like how you were saying, like, it's just, it's either a cosmic abnormality or maybe a little magic involved here if it's not just pure coincidence. But every time you make a big business deal, it coincides with a meeting sometimes the exact same day that your father was doing a major foreign policy move in that country. (laughs) Right. How does that happen, Hunter? Well, (laughs) let's go into, let's skip down to Hunter Biden on his Burisma qualifications. What are you qualified to do? Besides go to rehab. What were your qualifications to be on the board of Burisma? Well, I was vice chairman of the board of Amtrak for five years. I was the chairman of the board. Stop, stop, stop. I played with the trains. Stop. (laughs) I was on the board of Amtrak, and and we've we've only lost billions of dollars. Yeah, and we should also note that my father's most famous anecdote is that he takes Amtrak every day. Yeah. Right? How did you get on that board? Yeah. Is it because your your dad does millions of dollars of free advertising (laughs) all the time for them? That's incredible. So I'm on a, I'm a board uh, member of a failing business uh, <laughs> that my daddy uh, uses all the time. Uh, but other than that, uh, what are your qualifications, you ask? Go ahead. Food program. I was a lawyer for Boy Schiller Flexner, one of the most prestigious law firms in the world. You didn't have any lawyer. extensive knowledge about natural gas or Ukraine itself, though? Uh, no, but I think that I had as much knowledge as anybody else that was on the board. If not more. In the list that you gave me of the reasons why you're on that board, you did not list the fact that you were the son of the vice president. Of course, yeah. What role do you think that played? 
I think that it is impossible for me to be on any of the boards that I just mentioned without saying that I'm the son of the Vice President of the United States. You were paid $50,000 a month for your position? Look, I'm a private citizen. One thing that I don't have to do is sit here and open my kimono as it relates to how much money I make or make or did or didn't. But it's all been reported. So he know he can't say Wait. yes to fifty thousand a month because it's much more it's than that. Much more than that. Yeah. It's as high as two hundred thousand dollars a month, which has been reported. Mm-hmm. So he's not lying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not lying there. Um, you could tell he's his son too, man. He's got all the same mannerisms, I same mean, sound. Yeah. yeah, same sound, same, sound. same way he speaks. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he really. There's a lot of similarities there. Yeah. Okay. Here he is on leaving Burisma. Why did you leave the board in April? It's a five-year term. And you chose not to I chose not to. Why? I think it's pretty obvious why. This is your opportunity to say why. Well, because I think that this is what becomes a distraction, because I have to sit here and answer these questions. And so that's why I've committed that I won't serve on any boards or I won't work um, uh, directly for any foreign entities when my dad becomes president. Do you think that should be a rule across the board for any administration? No. Look, that's the rule that I'm going to adhere to. Do you regret being on the board to begin with? No, I don't regret being on the board. What I regret is not taking into account that there would be a Rudy Giuliani oh um, my gosh. And, a, um, and a president of the United States that would be listening to this, this ridiculous conspiracy idea, which has, again, Whoa. been completely debunked by everyone. Whoa. And, you know, I think we people are, at home are, are thinking, how could that not have crossed your mind? Or you wouldn't have felt just a little bit in your gut like... Maybe this isn't a good idea to go and sit on the board of this well, Ukrainian to you. company. I said, to, I said to you, in retrospect, I right, wish that my judgment... Right, but at the time, you never, it never, you never thought, he was drunk this might not look I. right. You know what? I'm a human. And you know what? Did I make a mistake? Well, maybe in, in, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. But did I make a mistake based upon some unethical lapse? Absolutely not. Wow, is he his father. Mm. He is such his father. Um, all right. Well, so I've heard this line before that it's all been dismissed and it's a conspiracy theory. Um, Mike, our producer, could we uh, could we go into the time tunnel and just pull this piece from the audio vault? Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, a, an interview of, from Hillary from back in the day mm-hmm. uh, that we got here just before the show to remind you uh, exactly how they handled these things previously. The great story here for anybody willing to find it and write about it and explain it is this vast right-wing conspiracy Mm. that has been conspiring against my husband since the day he announced for president. Mm. Mm. Hmm. So this one is a a vast right-wing conspiracy as well. We know how the last vast right-wing conspiracy turned out, uh, and, uh, and it didn't turn out well. And I don't think this one is either. Uh, but as she said, if there's anyone willing to look, as that that part I believe was cut out of that uh, that clip there. I think yeah, if anybody cares to look, and they did, and they found the yeah, the, the, the lack of the, the black the the the, uh, the vast white ring uh, white right wing conspiracy. Yeah, it wasn't there because there was other things that were there uh, on dresses and such. How do you feel? Uh, how do you feel, uh, Jason, when when you hear somebody say all this stuff has been debunked? Oh, and everyone's saying it, uh, and it's absolutely ridiculous. It's actually, something we're looking into right now because they say this. You'll you'll get Washington Post, New York Times. They'll write these huge, you know, fact checking things, and they're like, oh, this is debunked, or oh, this was uh, disproven. 
And I'm like, this is weird because I've heard people say in like sworn testimony the exact opposite. So when you look at it, it's the most misleading logic that they're using to do this. It, it is. No, it's it's blatant. not even misleading. It, it is damn near criminal what they're doing. You would get in trouble with a judge if you were in the court. Yeah. And you did something like this. You would the, the, you would get sanctions against the attorneys that would do this. I don't know. And, and, and the, the stuff on, on, on what the Bidens were doing in Ukraine, China, all those places, like how is that debunked? I mean, this. I mean, it's it's fact that he had these these jobs that coincided that ran in parallel when his dad when his dad was uh, doing certain foreign policy things. It's now fact. They're, they're bringing up Rudy Giuliani, and I have to tell you right now, I don't know if Rudy Giuliani was doing what they're claiming he was doing. We haven't looked into Rudy Giuliani yet. We I just said uh, yesterday to the boys, we have to do a couple of things. I want to look into the press and see what their story is, and I want to either prove or disprove their story. Yeah. But- and find out what is what actually happened and what didn't happen on their side of the story, because I bet there's some things that are true that they're talking about. Uh, when that, And then if that relates to Rudy Giuliani and the president, we'll expose that as well. We're looking for truth. Truth. But as we are looking for it, it is incredible what the press is doing um and now they're saying that rudy giuliani and maybe this is partly true maybe this is all true i don't know at this point but they're saying rudy giuliani what he did is he just fired this he got this ambassador fired because he had two friends who wanted to get into the oil and gas business and he wanted to get them in so they could make a lot of money off of the U.S. aid that was being funneled to Ukraine. And so he, the person that was standing in the way of this corruption was the, uh, was the ambassador of Ukraine. And so he convinced Trump, you got to fire him because he's bad. And it was all just to make money in Ukraine. That's the story. Unfortunately, Let's say that's true, which I don't think it is, but maybe it is. Let's say that's true. That's exactly what Joe Biden was doing. That's exactly what Joe Biden was doing. Except he wasn't trying to fire the ambassador. The ambassador was working on his side uh, and stopping all investigations on Burisma because his son was in Burisma. And then instead of firing the ambassador, which works at the discretion of the president, he insists that they fire the investigator. Joe Biden had no right to insist that in a foreign country fires somebody if they want money. Yeah, a, a few things on the ambassador, because there's a lot of misdirection that the media is doing on this, like with their fact checking. But if you're focused on Rudy Giuliani and whatever the heck he was doing, which I, I think it's important, like you said, to know what they were doing. But I would still think that is misdirection. You're, if you're focused on that, you're not focused on everything that Ukrainians were saying on the Ukrainian side. People like the former prosecutor, General Lutsenko, that said that this person gave him a do not prosecute list. That, there's no retraction there. So if anyone sees that and says that this has been debunked, that's oh, a see, lie. I see that all the time. They say they walked back that claim. That's oh, an absolute lie. I, I'm so tempted to tell you now, but we are trying to put together uh, something with all of their claims, and I don't want to tip my hand yet, uh, but that one 
Stu, that that will that will make blood shoot out of your eyes <laughs> when you see what they say. When they say, "Oh, they, they walked that back." No, that that was retracted. When you see the truth about that and how they arrived at that, the media blood will shoot out of your eyes. Have a pint or two of blood sitting next to you when we do that show next week. To replace the blood that's shooting out of your eyes? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're going to need a transfusion. It's not going to be pretty. We'll, we'll uh, go through some more of uh, the Biden stuff here coming up in just a second. I told you yesterday about 80% of gun crime in this country turns out to be committed by people who either got their gun illegally or got it from a friend or family member. Hmm. Now, while the conclusion is um, hopefully pretty obvious to you and me, it's definitely not obvious to people like Beto O'Rourke. Decades ago, the concept of losing our Second Amendment rights was a dim possibility that you could be forgiven for thinking it would never happen. But it is here. These days, you cannot think like that. This is why the USCCA wants you to take your own self-defense and the defense of your family seriously. When you join the USCCA, the United States Concealed Carry Association, you'll get instant access to industry-leading self-defense education, training, and legal protection. Plus, they're giving law-abiding citizens like you up to 17 guns for free. Every day this month, just text GLEN, G-L-E-N-N, to the number 87222 and claim your free entries to win. It's 100% secure. Confirmation text is going to be sent. It's GLEN to the number 87222. Glenn, text it to the number 87222. For more information and rules, go to protectanddefend.com. Standard message and data rates apply. 10 seconds, station ID. Rand Paul joins us. Mr. Rand Paul joins us in just a few minutes. Uh, he's going to be talking about uh, Turkey. You just, are you going to just... Uh change the length of what 10 seconds is when you say yep. pause for 10 seconds station you yep. do four or five yep so that's the new 10 seconds that's the new 10 seconds got it yep. uh, i was wondering if you guys are going to go over this one too uh before we get back into the audio the idea because he's trying to claim uh, hunter biden that he made no money off of the china uh situation hmm. and he, he he's flabbergasted on china like ukraine he sees how it looks bad but he didn't do anything wrong well let's play but, this let's play this audio first yeah. go ahead here he is the president has repeatedly said that you received $1.5 billion from China despite no experience and for no apparent reason. Obviously, fact checkers have said that that is not true. Look, this is literally has no basis in fact in any way. I have, have you received any money from no. business dealing? No. At all? Not no. one cent? Not one cent. Definitely not $1.5 billion. It's crazy. They feel like they have the license to go out and say whatever they want. It feels to me like living in um, some kind of Alice in Wonderland where you're up on the real world and then you fall down the rabbit hole and, you know, the president's a Cheshire cat asking you questions about crazy things that, that don't have bear any resemblance to the reality of, of uh, anything that has to do with me. And so, <laughs> here's, here's the answer. No one ever paid me $1.5 billion. Uh, and if they had, um, I would not be doing this interview right now. <laughs> now, I don't know that anything he said in that clip is untrue technically. But it is such a misleading account of what occurred there. The $1.5 billion is the amount this company 
right, that he's associated with, was not, trying not to associated raise. with. He is a third partner. Yeah, right. It is he, him, mm-hmm. Christopher Hines, John Kerry's uh, son, mm-hmm. and uh, Devon Archer, right. the, the guy who they went to Yale with. Those three created a company, and that company signed a deal that no one else, you want to talk about a no-bid mm-hmm. contract, no one else, Goldman Sachs, no one was offered this deal. It was a deal that gave sovereign funds. Yep, from the from the National Bank of China. Which is the communist-run bank. It mm-hmm. is the state bank, the sovereign funds, and the social security money, if you will, from China. $1.5 billion was not given to this company. It was given to this company to invest. So they weren't paid $1.5 billion for their work. They were given $1.5 billion to invest for China. Their fees would come out of that $1.5 billion. Right. And so when he says he hasn't made any money, that's because he still owns part of the firm. He owns, I think, 10% of the firm. So... If they were to have a successful business and then sell it, that's when he would take the money, right? Like if you own, like it's like saying like if you bought um, a, thank you, uh, if you bought a stock at $20 and it goes up to 80 but you haven't sold it yet, you didn't make any money. Well, like, well, yeah, you didn't make any money yet because you haven't sold the stock yet. Correct. But you've made the money on paper and you could sell the stock whenever you wanted. Correct. This business, which he bought 10% of for $400,000, and it's bringing in billions how much do you think this business is worth now? A lot more than $4 million, which was what they apparently valued it at. But I, I would still even, if, I, if, if you're giving this interview, I don't know how you give this without having the actual documentation where uh, journalists look through Morgan Stanley records. And they found that anonymous uh, LLCs were coming from China and Ukraine going directly into Hunter Biden's account. His account. Yeah, directly into Morgan it. Morgan Stanley. Mm-hmm. I mean, from Morgan Stanley, and and they haven't advanced, They haven't asked that question. This is why this was a Hunter Biden apology tour. This was for him just mm-hmm. to get on and say, "Hey, I'm really sorry for what I've done, and uh, you know, I made some mistakes." That's that's what this was about. This was not about getting to the truth. This was trying to bet it, but I think that last question or that last answer is going to come and bite him in the ass because we have the Morgan Stanley file. We know offshore China was was paying him and putting it directly into his Morgan Stanley account. We also know that he owns 10% of the company that received the $1.5 billion to invest. Well... Okay, the value of your company just went up. You're listening to Glenn Beck. It's just treating people like morons. All right, uh, our sponsor this half hour is Simply Safe. There's some really compelling things to consider. Every year in America, there are 2 million burglaries, and over 65% are home break-ins. It's estimated that there is one burglary every 13 seconds. And in the time it takes me to tell you about Simply Safe, there'll be three or four burglaries. This is why you should invest in Simply Safe. The average time it takes police to respond to most home security systems is 45 minutes, but with Simply Safe, it's 7 minutes. 
Why wouldn't you give yourself that advantage? No contract, no hidden fees, no fine print. Their state-of-the-art, round-the-clock monitoring leads to uh, um, leads the industry in in customer satisfaction, and it starts at fifteen dollars a month. Simply Safe, huge deal going on right now. You um, you buy their uh, system, and you get a hundred-dollar HD camera that is going to be trained on your front door, your back windows, or wherever you want it. And it will show somebody coming into your house if somebody's trying to break in. It's a $100 value, 24-7 video evidence of somebody trying to get in. It's available now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Tonight we go even deeper on the story with an interview you're not going to hear anywhere else. Make sure you listen. There's a good uh, one. BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code Glenn. So uh, ABC did a uh, interview with uh, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son today, and my guess is the the one thing that he did say that's going to be a real problem. Excuse me is uh, is this particular answer about did you make any money in China? Listen. The president has repeatedly said that you received one point five billion dollars from China, despite no experience and for no apparent reason. Obviously, fact checkers have said that that is not true. Look, this is literally has no basis in fact in any way. I have, have you received any money from no. business dealing? No. At all? Not no. one cent? Not one cent. Definitely not 1.5 billion. It's crazy. They feel like they have the license to go out and say whatever they want. It feels to me like living in um, some kind of Alice in Wonderland, where you're up on the real world, and then you fall down the rabbit hole, and, you know, the president's a Cheshire cat asking you questions about crazy things that, that don't have bear any resemblance to the reality of, of uh, anything that has to do with me. And so, <laughs> here's, here's the answer. No one ever paid me $1.5 billion. And if they had, um, I would not be doing this interview right now. <laughs> do you see this? First, he says... Were you paid? Were you paid one point eight million dollars? No, I wasn't. You, so you didn't make any money. No, not one cent. No, that's going to be trouble. Then he says, you know, I live in this upside down world where, uh, you know, the Cheshire Cat and uh, they can say whatever they want, but it's just not true. No one. Then there was an edit, and he says, let me just say this. No one ever paid me $1.8 million, a billion dollars. Didn't happen. Well, that's not the accusation. The accusation is your company was given $1.8 billion to invest for China. And your company co-bought companies in America and in China. And you were doing business with them. I will say there is, it's a little more complicated than that, in that they are using a little bit of media sleight of hand here, because the president did say $1.5 billion specifically specifically that he received. So instead of fact-checking Peter Schweitzer's claim or fact-checking Glenn Beck's claim in a, in a wide-ranging investigation, 
they fact-checked the president in an offhanded remark for, where he's summarizing the information imprecisely. So they say, oh, well, did you get paid $1.5 billion like Trump said? Well, Trump is not the guy doing the investigations. He's just, you know, he read a story about it and is quoting it back. And $1.5 billion is in the story. It's just not a direct payment to Hunter Biden. So in a way, they get around him having to lie Right by presenting the information in an inexact way, which is you know it's it's helpful. It's help. It's a helpful way. Right, like he he can say truthfully he did not get paid one point five billion dollars. He can. That is not the allegation. If you actually read the reporting, he can even say that his company was not paid one point eight billion dollars because it wasn't. It was a fundraiser. Was given. $1.8 billion was given to the company by China to invest. They said, we want you to invest this $1.5 billion. That's what it is. He ran an investment firm. And by the way, that was uh, 10 days after he flew with his daddy on Air Force Two to China. Now, certainly, that's just a coincidence, just like all the other loads of coincidence you pile on top of this, how they got their business license approved a few days after this. All of these things that they just brush off in the fact-checking on it. It was like, well, look, uh, that just happened to be a coincidence. Well, one of them, well, he went to China because his daughter wanted to go and he needed a chaperone. She needed a chaperone. That's why he went to China. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Because that's that's common. That's common, right? Mm-hmm. That's 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 it. It's it's the chaperone thing, not the fact. Ten days after this trip, they got one point five billion dollars from the Bank of China, but the media is going with it was a chaperone trip, chaperoning the <laughs> daughter to China. That's what we're supposed to believe. What what I love about this also, the China thing is the perfect uh, example for this because in in communist probably every communist country ever. They have what they call the communist princelings. And the princelings are the sons of the Communist Party Politburo. Mm-hmm. And they go all over the world and they, uh, they make millions and billions of dollars um, enriching their family. And it's, it's totally out in the open. They don't even try to hide it. And we'd be like, oh, my gosh, that would never happen here. I mean, this is America. It's happening now. Hunter Biden is a princeling. He is the exact same thing mm-hmm. as a Communist Party princeling. Now, the thing is, we're not saying there's anything even illegal about this because there's not. It's absolutely corrupt and dirty. But by the, with the way the rules are right now, do you want someone like that to be president? It's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've got a princeling in my family and we, we know about it. And yeah, and, he's and made millions. Let me be clear. Because it's not illegal, I'm not saying that Trump isn't doing this with his princelings. I don't know. There's well, I, no there's no yeah. evidence. There's no evidence. But it's not illegal. It's just grotesque. Yeah. Now, to deny it shows you know something's wrong. You know this is wrong to do. You know this won't sit well with people. There are multiple levels of this, right? As he points out in that one clip, he his last name is Biden. It's impossible to, unless he changes his name, it's impossible to separate himself from that. And if your dad is the vice president of the United States, you're getting benefits out of that. The same way I, I believe the Trump children, who are still in business internationally, are benefiting, not because they're trying... Like, that, that's not even an no, accusation of wrongdoing. One. No. Right? Like, it's just people are going to see that and be like, I want to get close to these people. Right. It's just natural. Okay. There's another level, if you go beyond that, where there's a real right. problem. So here's, here's a great example. Ivanka Trump, she wanted to have uh, uh, trademarks in China. Mm-hmm. She needed trademarks for her line of whatever she was selling. 
and she hadn't gotten them, hadn't gotten them, hadn't gotten them. Uh, her dad is president. Well, three months or six months into the presidency, <laughs> all of a sudden China approves those. Yeah. Now, that's not that. That's getting a benefit from your dad being the president. That's not uh, a a collusion kind of right. thing. Okay, you didn't go over with your dad while he was having meetings with the Communist Party, <laughs> and you had a meeting with the Communist Party bank, and then they offered you something that they've never offered anyone ever, ever, ever in the history of China, and it's a long history. No one else has gotten this deal. Yeah. Well, now that's completely different. And this is this is a big piece of pushback from the left. They say, well, look at Donald Trump's kids. They're out there doing international business. But the, I think the separation here is that Donald Trump's kids had been doing international business the, the entire time. Right. They already were doing international business all over the world. That was their role. Hunter Biden is jumping into the oil and gas industry and these high-level investment uh, banks with no previous experience in these fields. And all of these dates are lining up exactly. The fact that Donald Trump Jr. is closing a, a hotel somewhere else, is he getting a benefit because of his name? Well, he was getting a benefit because of his name before Donald Trump was president. The Trump so name the, made business move all over the world long before this. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Are you closing deals um, and should they be closing deals? No, I think Donald Trump should be separated from all of his business uh, like every other president is supposed to, supposed to have been, okay? And that's not, again, not, you don't have to do that. No, president. you don't have to do that. Um, however, you know, Joe Biden will say, well, I, I have all of my investments in, you know, in, in black boxes, so I don't know what they are. I, I'm not making any money. My wife's not making any money. Right. Your son just went out and made all of the deals. So it, <laughs> the, the little black box doesn't make any difference if you are tying your policies to something where you're making money for let me give you an example um i don't i don't have a problem with uh ivanka getting her trademarks because that's a company or that's a country going you know what just give her the trademarks and maybe we can use that we'll have that as a chit that the table we can play okay no problem with that now there's no evidence of this but i'm just using this as an example if donald trump who I believe has a Trump Tower in Turkey, if Trump had made some deal with um, Erdogan where he was talking to Erdogan about moving some things, and at the same time, his son was also saying, hey, by the way, we need a special deal on our hotel over here, and they happened at the same time or within 10 days of one another, the press would go crazy, but so would I, and I think you would too. If he has used his policy to enrich himself, that's a problem. Even if that policy is something he would have done before, if he was doing that and enriching himself at the same time, you know the press would go crazy on that. And, and the Trumps would say, they weren't connected they weren't connected. They just happened to be, come on. Your son knew that you were going to be doing things in 
in Turkey and you were working on that deal, it's too much of a coincidence to believe that it happened 10 days apart from each other, right? We would all be outraged by that. But my outrage would be exactly the same for this Hunter Biden deal. Because that's exactly what happened with Hunter Biden. We don't have anything on Donald Trump. But if you find something like that on Donald Trump, I will be as upset as I am with Hunter Biden, as I am with, uh, with uh, Donald Trump and whoever else he was in bed with. I'd be exactly the same. What the media is trying to do is trying to tell you, well, Trump does this stuff anyway. Trump does this stuff. And besides, he didn't do that. Trump probably did, but but Hunter Biden didn't do that. And even if he did do that, it's not illegal. Do you see how this is working? They don't care about one side of it. I care about both, and I think America cares about both. This is what, when you said hope and change, when you voted for, for Barack Obama, well, very few people in the sound of my voice, but the people who voted for Barack Obama, this is what they were looking for. I'm tired of corruption. I'm tired of backroom deals. I'm tired of people enriching themselves. I'm tired of them telling me one thing and then doing another. And when Barack Obama didn't deliver on that promise, people said, you know what? None of them will deliver. We've tried this over and over again. I want a hand grenade. And they selected Donald Trump as a hand grenade. And he's been taking this stuff on and blowing it up. Now, if he's blowing it up, but he's doing it at the same time, that's a problem. But not just for him. That's a problem for him, Mitch McConnell, uh, Joe Biden, and everyone else who has been a part of this. I think we need to start looking for truth and not for the next election. And right now, we have facts on the ground that Hunter Biden is lying to you today. And, and Joe Biden knows it, and so does the media. And next week, we'll prove to you that the media knows exactly what they're doing. Okay, back in a minute. Thanks, Jason. Uh, get out. Get out. All right. One of my listeners, Morgan, wrote recently, tell me about his experience um, with uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. Hang on. I don't know why my stupid computer is now speaking. Um, um, I think it's a video playing, but I don't think the computer is actually speaking to you. I think it is. Okay. Morgan and his wife put their house on the market two years ago, and it sat there month after month. All he got from real estate agents were one platitude after another became apparent to them. This is not working out. They weren't going to get their house sold. That's when they decided to try real estate agents. I trust the real estate group that I formed with my wife. Now the name pretty much says it all. They've been listening to me talk about it for years. What they did uh, was take the best practices that make a great real estate agent. We use that as our template. And that way people like Morgan and his wife will sell the house. We have lots of agents that have joined us since then, thousands of them coming from this audience. If you want somebody that can help you create the most value for your home and who has a long track record of, uh, of success, it's time to get moving. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the 
the Glenbeck program. So I just uh, got the uh, latest, the Superior AOC. It's uh, volume issue number one. Debate me, so saith Shapiro. Uh, and is this that a cat is, call? Uh, is he, yeah, was he cat calling cat her calling again? Her, yeah. Mm. So um, uh, this shows that she is worried about the government shutdown. We should point out these are comic books. By these the are way. comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a comic book of AOC as a superhero. And uh, the government is shut down, except for the IRS. But it's on a, it's on a, IRS is on a shoestring staff. And so she sees the lights on it. She's like, oh my gosh, we got to get there because somebody might try to steal the records of this place. And then we'd have, uh, quote, let me, this is bad. The building houses all of our tax, record, tax records for our entire nation. If someone tampers with them, we could have a lot less taxpayer money to spend in Congress. That's the superhero talk. We could have a lot less money to spend in Congress. So she goes and she's peering around the corner and she sees two thugs. Look at this, Stu. Two thugs, one with a menorah, and he's trying to break the lock using a menorah, and they're both wearing yarmulkes. Okay, they're both trying to come in. Um, It opens up. You see these thugs and there's Ben Shapiro, their gang leader. So here are all these guys in black wearing yarmulkes. Clear the room. Looks like it's clear, boss. The shutdown has him running on a skeleton crew, just like you said. Yeah, take Maury and start bringing in our gear from the vans. Okay, boss. And grab my iPad. I want to watch some Prager U while I do this. Okay, boss. So they're raiding the IRS. The Jews are raiding the IRS to uh, to take the tax records. If that's not anti-Semitic, this could be right out of Germany. This is craziness. It's a graphic novel series about AOC as a superhero. Wow, what more do you need? What more do you need on who these people are? Back in a minute with Rand Paul. We're going to talk about his new book and Syria. By the end of uh, next year, I don't think you're going to know who to believe or what to believe because of advances like that. Uh, And what China and Russia and others are advancing right now. Sponsor this half hour is Real Estate Agents I Trust. We have over a 1,000 active agents right now. Another 5,000 are on a waiting list. Um, But we we, we, we don't want everybody. We want the best of the best. And then we monitor them to make sure that their results are the best. Uh, and so we, if somebody is failing, then they are replaced by one on the waiting list of 5,000. We look for the people with the best results, and those are the people that we steer your way when you contact us. You're looking to buy or sell your home. You want the best real estate agent that's going to get it done? Contact us now at realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. 
www.thepetshow.com. There is something that is sweeping America, and it is sweeping all those under 30, and they don't even look at capitalism the same anymore. Capitalism is a threat, and socialism is the answer. The case against socialism, who's making it? Rand Paul has got a new book out called The Case Against Socialism. We'll talk to him about that and spend a couple of minutes on Turkey and what's happening there. In one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, if you have kids, the one thing in life that can bring you uh, and them a lot of joy is spending time with them when they're little, just playing with them, wrestling around on the ground with a boy or sitting down in the tiny chair with the girl or wrestling with the little girl. And as they get older, it means having conversations with them, going to the store together. Ultimately, it just means being there in their lives. If you're in pain a lot of the time, it is hard just to be present because you're in pain all the time. It doesn't have to be that way. Relief Factor is a great way to reduce the inflammation that causes pain, and it works for 70% of the people that try it. Relief Factor, it's not a drug. For $19.95, you can get a three-week quick start. It's not very much to see if you can vastly improve the quality of life and you can get back down on the ground and wrestle with your kids. Try it. See if it helps you. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. The Case Against Socialism by Senator Rand Paul. Welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, So... (laughs) We've been waiting for people to make the case against socialism because it's not being made anywhere. We're erasing our history and we are not teaching what socialism really is. Most people think that it's like some sort of social network or I love this one, just charity. It's kindness. Yeah, and this is the thing. You look at polls of young people and over half of the young people have a favorable perception of socialism. But then you do an additional polling question. You say, well, what is socialism? And only about 16, 17 percent of young people can identify the state ownership of the means of production. And so really, you're right. They're confused. But that confusion is is, is a real problem. You know, when I was a kid, uh, liberals who probably were socialist were embarrassed to say they were. and They would never use the word because it had negative connotations. The fact that we've gotten to a point in our history where the negative connotations, the genocide and the famine that seem to have always been associated with real socialism, that seems to be lost. Our government schools are not teaching about Hitler's socialism or Stalin's socialism or Mao or Pol Pot or Castro or even now Chavez and Maduro. They're not teaching the kids about this. And we have even some crazy people on television. I don't know if you've ever heard of this show, The View, but <laughs> we got a crazy woman screaming on that program at me. The Doe Maduro is a thug. He's a thug. He's not a socialist. And it's like, well, maybe he's a socialist and a thug. And maybe there's a connection between socialism and thuggery. 
Well, they will, but they will not, as you found out, they will not admit that. They admit that they'll say that that's just socialism done wrong. But when you ask where has it been done correctly, they can't tell you. They'll say places like Sweden. And I know in your book you you say that uh, Sweden riches actually come from capitalism and the Nordic model is welfareism, not socialism. What's the difference? Yeah, we look at this extensively in the book because this is what Bernie and AOC point towards. They point to that we want the socialism of Scandinavia. But like when the prime minister of Denmark heard this, he said, Bernie, pipe down. We're not socialist. We're open for business. We have private property. The corporations are owned privately. We have free and open trade with the world. And in fact, most economic indexes list the Scandinavian countries in the top 10 of sort of the freest trading and free market countries. Now, they do have a welfare state, and we have to decide whether we want that welfare state. But what Bernie is telling you about their welfare state is also untrue. He's saying that we can have all these free socialist goodies in America, but we're only going to tax the rich people. In Scandinavia, what we discovered in the book is the vast majority of the taxes are paid by the working class through a 25 percent sales tax and also through an income tax that starts at about 60000 it's 60% income tax. Oh so the middle class and the poor are paying the taxes for all the so-called free things in Scandinavia. And the free things are not even free things. For instance, <laughs> uh, college. They say free universal college. Yeah. And free, I put in quotation marks, because it isn't free. They pay for it through high taxes. But the other thing about college that's interesting, we learned in looking at it, their percentage of people who go to college, even though it's free, is not a great deal higher than ours because guess what? When it is free, you have to restrict the access. So it's sort of like health care. You wait in line for health care because everybody wants to go because it's free, so you have to restrict the access. Same with college. If it's free, everybody wants to go, so they have extensive exams. They do in China as well. They have these 10-hour exams in China to get into college. So we think as, you know, the people who want to be free ought to be careful what they wish for because they may, they may well be one of those not going to college because they don't do very well in the exam. So the, um, let me go back in time, too, uh, because you, you spend some time uh, about authoritarianism that is linked with socialism. And um, in, in that section, you talk about uh, Hitler, uh, how the Nazis hated it, uh, how it encourages eugenics. Is there anything in this in this section that really stood out to you as the point that can that that can change people? You know, I think the question of the book is is whether or not uh, violence is inherent uh, to socialism. And so Hayek and others have said, that when you want complete socialism, when you want complete ownership of the means of production, of private property, and when the government does that, there will be resistance. So the reason why you don't get kinder, gentler dictators or kinder, gentler socialist leaders is that if you're too kind, the people will resist you. You have to be ruthless. So in some ways, in order to get the property from its previous owners, you select out for the most ruthless. So we shouldn't be surprised that it's Hitler, that it's Stalin, that it's Mao, that it's Pol Pot. We shouldn't su- be surprised that there is a ruthlessness and a violence because people don't want to have their stuff taken away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, uh, the idea that um, Elizabeth Warren uh, could be the candidate for for uh, the Democratic presidential uh, campaign 
is a little terrifying to anyone that I know that runs a business, big or small. Uh, what do you think? What do you think the ramifications are of of one of these real socialists getting in? I think it's interesting that you know everybody said, "Oh, Wall Street loves Hillary Clinton," and then immediately after she was defeated, Wall Street roared. And so I think the same would happen in reverse with Elizabeth Warren. If she were to take over, Wall Street will curl up in a ball and say, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do for four years? The uncertainty of all the new regulations. If there's one thing she's famous for, it's regulating the heck out of businesses, and it does stifle innovation and it stifles growth. I, I saw some statistics. It was yesterday the day before on the Trump administration still repealing regulations. The economic boom and, and boost that you get from repealing regulations and having business believe they're not going to be overregulated, uh, I don't think can be overstated. So you, you make the point in the book about, um, uh, about capitalism being the best thing for the poor and, and everything else, except it's flipped around by the media and by universities that really socialism is about caring socialism is about charity it's it's all about heart and it's that evil capitalism that is really putting people down we have an interesting quote in the book where we talk about who tries to is trying to please whom in socialism or capitalism in capitalism people are producing goods and they care about the democratic vote of everybody buying those goods. So they really care about the consumers, and they do care about the people because they're trying to produce something at the least expensive cost and get more people to like their stuff. Under socialism, it's not so much caring about the consumers. It's caring about uh, the people who support your candidacy and within the party and pleasing those people. So there ends up being a, an elite in both societies. In a capitalist society – under democratic capitalism, people vote every day with their dollars, and whoever makes the best stuff at the cheapest price gets more of those dollars. Under socialism, you have a top 1%. So in Venezuela, there is a top 1%, but it's Maduro. So the Maduro's 50 pounds overweight, and the average Venezuelan's lost 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. So there's a, an elite, but it's him and his generals who are well-fed, and, and everyone else is starving. Rand, let me switch uh, topics. Um, The president has uh, allowed um, our troops to be withdrawn from Syria. uh, And I'm really torn on this because these guys we were in bed with, they were corrupt from the beginning. When when John McCain went over with Hillary Clinton, with uh, not Hillary Clinton, with uh, Barack Obama's uh, blessings to embrace these people, I, I, I ranted every night. These are not good people. We should not be over in inserting ourselves in with these people, especially. This is not going to work out well. Now the president pulls people out and we have this mess on our hand. But I I don't know how else to get out of there other than just to get out of there. Well, people need to remember the beginning of the Syrian war. And for years and years, it was Lindsey Graham and Hillary Clinton, both on the same side, both supporting Sunni extremists against Assad. Now, Assad is no angel, but most of the Christians in the country actually sided with Assad and had been a minority religion protected by Assad's government for decades. But the Sunni extremists that we supported, or our government supported, Hillary Clinton and Lindsey Graham, if those people had taken over, my fear is that their ideology would have been closer to the ISIS caliphate than it would have been to anything the West has known. But it's a very complicated situation. Turkey is, a, is misbehaving in the region, buying Russian missiles, etc. They are uh, an authoritarian government and a NATO ally. 
by the NATO alliance were supposed to defend them against attack. Their current allies are somebody called the Free Syrian Army. That's who's uh, doing a lot of these battles within Syria. It's a militia, but we were allied with the Free Syrian Army for seven years. They're fighting against the Kurds. The Syrian Kurds, uh, uh, their political ideology is socialism. In fact, the Kurdish Workers' Party is socialist and terrorist within Turkey. Interestingly, the Iraqi Kurds, who have been our friends and have some autonomy in Iraq, don't like the Syrian Kurds and actually have an arrangement with Turkey where they've turned over Kurdish Worker Party uh, terrorists back to Turkey. The Iraqi Kurds have a good relationship with Turkey currently. There's 1,800 Turkish businesses in Iraqi Kurdistan. That's the model we should be looking for. And I think the irony of this is if you care about the Kurds, it actually may turn out that in the last 24 hours there is an alliance between Assad and the Kurds developing and that maybe the Syrians can convince the Turks that they will control their country. There will be no Kurdish incursions into Turkey, but there need be no Turkish incursions into Syria. And maybe there could be a development of a semi-autonomous region. Assad needs allies. If he could get the Kurds to be allies and say, we are Syrian Kurds, we have a province up here, you leave us largely alone, kind of like a federal model like we have, maybe there could be some peace. What's been preventing peace for years now is the neocons have said, oh, we have to topple Assad and we have to have regime change and nobody would talk to Assad. In the end, I think Assad is there to stay at least for a while and needs to be part of any kind of peace plan. But you would admit that this is really ugly right now. It is, and I think it's also something we had no control over. So the Turks called up President Trump and said, we're coming one way or another. And President Trump looked at his generals and said, we have 50 people there. Would it be smart to leave 50 people in the wave of a Turkish invasion? The mainstream media is pointing it out. Oh, he gave them the green light and said, come on, we'll get out of the way. I don't think that's the way it developed. I think the way it developed is the Turks have been chomping at the bit for a year or two to come in and wipe out the people who they believe are their enemies and some of whom probably are terrorists. They've been wanting to wipe them out. And I think the discussion was finally Erdogan says we are coming one way or another. And then the president had to decide whether or not leaving 50 soldiers in the middle of a war was a good idea. The president also said from the very beginning that his goal was to defeat ISIS. ISIS is defeated. ISIS holds no territory. Is the ideology still there? Are there still some people? Sure, there always will be. But ISIS is defeated. That was our goal. Our goal was not to make Syria a country. Our goal was not to give the Syrian Kurds a country. Our goal was to defeat ISIS. And so I think we did accomplish that goal, and we shouldn't change the goal. Senator Rand Paul, thank you so much. I appreciate it. The name of the book is The Case Against Socialism. It's uh, available everywhere now. Senator Rand Paul. All right. My pillow. My pillow out of my cold, dead hands. Are you going to grab my pillow? Uh, I'm telling you, you get a great night's sleep with my pillow. Uh, I have, I've never had a pillow like this before. And I honestly, I didn't think I would like this pillow. Um, cause it doesn't feel like the kind of pillow that I would like. I like, I like down pillows. I like really fluffy pillows and this, I don't even know what's in it. I don't honestly care, but I'm really curious because I don't know how this structure works. Because you fluff it at night once, and then it stays like that all night, and it stays cool, so you're not constantly caught tossing and turning and refluffing your pillow. It is great, and right now you can get uh, a buy one get one free offer 
from MyPillow.com. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com. You click on the radio listener specials. You'll get deep doubt discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one pillow, get the next one free. If you enter the promo code back. So go uh, to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, enter the promo code back, and you're going to get buy one, get one free for the pillow or deep discounts on everything else. You can go to MyPillow.com or call 800-966-3117. That's MyPillow.com, promo code back. We break for 10 seconds, station ID. Thank you so much for listening to the program today. I'm going to play a couple of pieces of uh, audio here for you. Uh, first, let's go to the ever-lovely, ever-talented LeBron James. Uh, this was his uh, uh, statement about the Houston Rockets uh, GM and China. Listen. We, we all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech. But at times, there are ramifications for the negative that can happen mm-hmm. um, when you're not thinking about others. You know, mm-hmm. only, oh. You're only thinking about yourself. So oh. um, I don't believe, uh, I don't want to get into a, a, wor- a, a word or a sentence uh, feud with Daryl. A sentence um, feud? With Daryl uh, Morey, but mm-hmm. I believe he wasn't educated on, on, on the situation oh. at hand. Oh. And, um, oh. and he spoke. And uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed. Not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Oh, spiritually um, so harmed. Just be careful what we what we tweet and we say, mm-hmm. what we do. Oh. Even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be um, a lot of negative that comes with that too. Okay. Is, is that right, LeBron? Yeah. Are you learning okay. that today, okay. LeBron? Hang on just a sec. Hang on just a sec. Oh. Let me translate first, because oh, this is how no, this is how shallow this guy is. Let me translate. Uh, look, uh, I don't want to get into a war of words because, honestly, I'm probably not as smart as the <laughs> Rockets GM. The, the guy that went to MIT? No, probably not. Yeah, so I don't really, I don't want to get into a war of words here. I just want to say, I don't think he was educated on the situation. And that situation is, is that we all keep our mouths shut to make lots and lots of money for the NBA in China. And with him talking about it, a lot of people could have had contracts that were lost. A lot of people could have had huge reductions in their salary. And he wasn't thinking about any of us rich sons of bitches that are making money (laughs) off the backs of literal slaves and people who are going to be murdered. I don't know about them. I don't care about them. But a lot of people could have been really, really hurt. I mean... The spiritual wounds that would have happened to us millionaires had we lost the money of China <laughs> is is unincalculable. Unincalculable? Yeah. Um, There's a translation for you. I will say this. Uh, you've done him much more justice than he deserves. Really? <laughs> no, because the, Even with if, unincalculable? Unincalculable would have been the <laughs> smartest thing he said in that statement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, first of all, mm-hmm. uh, it is not Daryl Morey who was uneducated about the situation in Hong Kong as it relates to China. To who? Uh, it is uh, everybody else seemingly in the NBA that mm-hmm. doesn't know anything about what China has done. And of mm-hmm. course, as you point out, also which wants to sell a bunch of shoes in Hong Kong yeah, they don't and care. in China. They don't care. They don't care. It's all about money, um, which is really despicable. Especially, and, especially when you come out and say, when you, this is what happens when you don't think of other people. 
You mean he was supposed to think of all the millionaires oh, over the people who are going to probably be murdered by China just so they could have the freedom to speak? That is, I mean, this is from a guy who tweeted, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Oh, Our lives don't. begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Thank you, MLK. Ugh. Look, who's being selfish here? Who's only thinking of themselves? Of course, it's the players and these owners. Daryl Morey, who, by the way, is, is tough to have all that much sympathy for because he also backed down from uh, standing with Hong Kong. So it's not like he's an angel in this either, by the way. But the fact is, you know, if you spent a month crafting the dumbest thing to say about China and Hong Kong, you wouldn't come close to touching LeBron James in this situation. <laughs> now, how much of this is A, the cold medicine, B, your absolute <laughs> disdain and distaste for LeBron James? All that I will not say they do not play a role. Okay, all it's right. Like, okay. I, like, let's put it this way. Uh, did I get that job on the board because my last name was Biden? I can't say it didn't play a role. <laughs> However, I believe okay. I deserved it. All right. Okay. I'll tell you what. I'd like to continue this conversation, but only after you've had another cup of NyQuil. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> this, is this, this isn't is... even DayQuil. Imagine <laughs> no. me on DayQuil. <laughs> this is, this is going to get good. This is going to get good. All right. Back in just a second. All right, so you know that identity fraud can, you know, can can take place a lot of other ways than just credit card fraud, right? I mean, we hear the word identity theft, and our credit cards are usually what we look for. But identity theft spans an ever-increasing wide range of ways that cyber criminals can separate you from your money. And this is where LifeLock can really help you. LifeLock detects, uh, detects a wide range of identity threats. For instance, if somebody has obtained your social security number, trying to sell any of your information on the dark web, which is spooky. But it happens much more often than you would think. And LifeLock looks to detect it. What's more, they have a U.S.-based restoration specialist team that will work to alert you of the problem and then work with you to fix it. That's customer service. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. Act now and get 10% off your uh, your first year with promo code BECK. Promo code BECK at 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use the promo code BECK at LifeLock.com. Save 10%. That's LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. BlazeTV.com, the promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription. Tonight we go even deeper into the Ukraine situation with an exclusive interview you're not going to want to miss. That was the company. Sick freak. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. This is the Glenn Beck program. Tonight at five o'clock, we have quite an episode for you. 
Um, we That's my Barack Obama doing an Irishman impression, by the way. Top of the morning to you. Uh, we, uh, we have a guy who was in the embassy in the U.S. helping Chalupa. Uh, he was the um, Ukrainian embassy. What's his name, Jason? Andre Teloshenko. Love Andre Teloshenko and all of the Teloshenko family. <laughs> Um, what did he do at the embassy? What was his role? So he was he was a political officer. Uh, he's also been a an advisor to uh, one of the former prosecutor generals. Uh, he was an advisor for another uh, deputy prosecutor general. Um, so he's had his his fingers in a lot of things going on in Ukraine. Um, he did not help uh, Chalupa actually. He was one of the. I mean, he was one of the whistleblowers on their side that was saying there's something going on with how the DNC threw this woman is working with our embassy in dc and this is he, he was saying this is categorically you know wrong this should not be going on now what eventually happened was two people were convicted and i love the, i love the fact love 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 the fact that the democrats continue to use their national anti-corruption board that um, uh, that we forced them to build. Uh, that's the right name, NACB, right? Yeah, National Anti-Corruption Bureau. Bureau, okay. And they keep talking about it. You'll hear about it and you'll read about it all the time. That they, the Republicans were against this National Corruption Bureau. The guy who was running the National Corruption Bureau was sentenced to prison in a court case for interfering in American elections. Okay, so they their their National Bureau of Corruption was corrupt itself. Yeah, but Glenn, that case was 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 thrown out. No, it wasn't thrown. No, it wasn't thrown out. (laughs) It wasn't thrown out. Okay, so um, uh, this guy was there. And what they're trying to say, Chalupa is really a main player. And you'll notice they're not talking about her. They'll just dismiss her as a soccer mom. She's not a soccer mom. She is very, very well placed inside the DNC, and she was using the Ukrainian embassy in Washington as the funnel to meet with people to try to get the dirt on Donald Trump and try to get the dirt on uh, Paul Manafort. Now, he was a privy to some of these meetings or uh, tell me his story. So he he was so before uh, he got involved with Chalupa he was uh, he helped set up this uh, this meeting at, Was- at with the Obama White House with this uh, National Anti Corruption Bureau uh, prosecutor. Um, I believe he was there. <gasps> oh, I hope so. But I he, have so many questions for him. Yeah, he was the one that helped set it up. But his oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. In case you don't know, in case you missed the chalkboard. By the way, new chalkboard probably coming next week. New chalkboard. You're going to love it. Uh, anyway, um, so this guy, if you don't remember from the chalkboard, Obama held a meeting and said to all the prosecutors and the National Anti-Corruption Bureau, hey, come on over to Washington. We want you to meet with the FBI, and we just want to show you how not to be corrupt. <laughs> and uh, so they all came over, and several sources have said, this is where the Manafort thing was really launched. 
Uh, Chalupa had already proposed this to several people, and she spoke right before this meeting with a bunch of press people from Ukraine. Then they had this meeting with all the prosecutors, and prosecutors now say that they left feeling like, we didn't really learn much, but did you get the impression we're all supposed to look for things on Manafort and on Donald Trump? Right, so Chalupa, a month before this meeting, told the DNC, remember she's getting paid by the DNC, she goes, I think that there's a Russia connection somewhere in the Trump campaign, I think it has to do with Paul Manafort. So a month later, this meeting is set up, and they were brought there on the premise of, hey, we're just building cooperation between us, you know, helping you guys not be corrupt, showing what we've learned over the last 200 plus years. And then all of a sudden, instead of, you know, the conversation centering around that, it suddenly went towards, hey, guys, we want you to concentrate on these two things. One, this whole Hunter Biden thing with Burisma and all that stuff, you know, we don't want you to talk about that. Yeah, that's not important. That's not important. Don't look at that. But even though, even though we knew at the time of that meeting that the bank we put $1.8 trillion in, right? I want to make sure I have this right. Yeah. $1.8 trillion that that money had just disappeared. And it went to offshore entities. Nobody knows where it went. And they were saying, uh, this is kind of a problem because the guy who has that bank, the guy who runs that bank is the guy who also runs Burisma. And we really need to look into it. And our government, that was our money that was lost. And our government said, yeah, don't worry about that. We really need you to look into uh, uh, Paul Manafort. It was a case that, so I don't think they believe they said Paul Manafort. We'll ask him tonight. But I don't think they said Paul Manafort by name, but the case involved Paul Manafort directly. Okay. So whatever they implicated there, it was instant, instantaneously Paul Manafort wasn't going to get implicated. But then, just a few months later, the Black Ledger pops out. Mm-hmm. So, and that is the only mm-hmm. thing they released that it was directly related to that case. And it was the only, like, really the only name that they released. Like, wouldn't you name a bunch of Ukrainian people, you know, mm-hmm. that was in the Black Ledger? That, that affects mm-hmm. you. No, they decided to release the name of someone that was directly tied to the, 20, uh, the 2016 camp, presidential campaign. Now, hmm. here's the interesting thing. Um, they release this Black Ledger. And who releases it? <laughs> One guy. He is... He's parliamentary, right? Isn't he in parliament? Member of parliament, Lyshenko. Yeah, Lyshenko. Um, And uh, he releases it, but he also releases it with his other good buddy, who's the head of the anti-corruption bureau. Yeah. Okay? So the bureau that they're all hanging their hat on saying, no, there's everybody who's trying to say that we were... uh, that we should stop working with the National Anti-Corruption Bureau. Yes, because they were corrupt. That guy and the parliamentarian were uh, taken to court. That's the guy who we have the the secret recording of that no one, no one yet in mainstream media is even talking about, let alone play it. They won't even talk about it. That audio that we have where they're saying, yeah, we, we yeah, of course, we, we uh, interfered with the Trump campaign. Uh, we were doing work for Hillary Clinton. That went to court. Those guys were convicted. Now, there is a a law in the Ukraine, and it's you can't put in prison a parliamentary member or something like that. Yeah, that's what's interesting, his defense. So this was Lashenko's defense. Now, you would think the way the media has been talking about this, that his defense was, 
Um, yeah, I didn't do it because of this fact, this fact, this fact, this fact, and all these, all this evidence. That's mm-hmm. why I am innocent. That's why I'm not going to prison. That's why I'm not going to prison. No, his defense was, yeah, I didn't do those things, and here's my evidence. Uh, you can't legally uh, prosecute a member of parliament. Uh, you also, uh, the statute of limitations is over, and there was a third one. Uh, again, it was procedural. I mean, literally, that's like in a murder case, you know, like if someone gets off a murder. This is O.J. Simpson, the clubs didn't fit. Exactly. That's what that was. (laughs) I mean, it is is a sham. Everyone over there, they all know he's guilty. Yes. But he's running around free because of technicalities. Right. And so our press is reporting this and see, they didn't really do this. (laughs) They didn't really do this. Explain the tape where they're admitting they did it. Explain the guilty verdict. You can't. You can't. They just have to say, well, it was dismissed. No, it wasn't. It was brought up in a, in a new trial. Uh, he uh, contested it, but it didn't even go to the facts. It just went, you can't, per- you can't go after me. You can't come after me yeah. because of the law in Ukraine. And that's why he's not in prison today. I mean, it protects the corrupt. And don't you see that happening in our country as well? You think these people would actually go to jail? No, they're not going to jail. I, I, the Ukraine is so crazy. I kind of feel like if you land in, in Kiev airport, there's a line of dirty politicians waiting to give you money to do something for them. Don't you really want to go? Don't yeah, you want to go? Say, I yes. really want to go. <laughs> I really want to go. You know, we just stand in the airport with signs that say, we'll work for oil money. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, so this guy, have you heard, how does the press take this guy off that we have on tonight's show? He's going to be with us live from, he had to go to Vienna, I think. He was supposed yeah. to be in the building yesterday, uh, and he was called to Vienna, so he's in Vienna, but he'll be via satellite with us. Um uh, what what are, what are the bad things that they're trying to say about him? So the the only thing that I've seen the way they've tried to attack him is just to say that he was part of uh, you know the the Ukrainians that were trying to get on the good side of Trump. Um, that's the same thing that they said about the prosecutor general Lutsenko. Uh, Who Lutsenko? Like there is this is the guy that that Joe Biden okayed One of to replace guys. he was the good guy he yeah. was the good guy shokin was the bad guy you got to get rid of that prosecutor you put this guy in they put him in and now suddenly you can't trust him yeah so you couldn't trust the last guy and you can't trust this guy but you didn't have a problem with this guy until he started coming out and saying hey you know what now that i'm in the main seat uh, yeah, I think I need to look into Burisma, and I think I need to look into the corruption that was happening and the tampering with the U.S. elections. Yeah. I'm so sick of the, and the way the media's been reporting to this. I haven't really heard them go and actually talk to any of these people at all, except for John Solomon. He's, he's talked to them and put them on video. But the rest of them haven't. And if you, if you, talk, if you read anything from the New York Times, Washington Post, or whatever, their defense on this is every time they, uh, a Ukrainian politician does something that the Obama administration didn't like, oh, it was because they corrupt, or oh, it was because they had some other political you know, motivation for this. Mm-hmm. They never actually dig in and, and, and look at the facts. They never do it. But we're going to do that tonight. You're like, do you want to hear what? If I, you know, I'm serious about going over to Ukraine. I would like to do whatever it takes to have an interview with these, these, these players because nobody is doing it. And if it takes me going over to Ukraine and sitting in front of their house to do it, then that's what we'll do. But we've got to have these people on record because... They're not doing it. I, I heard, uh, I, I listen to the New York Times, the daily every day, so you don't have to. And 
Jason, I, I, I gave you something yesterday from Friday's Daily, did I not? Yeah. And I said to you, Jason, our whole case falls apart if this is true. And because we're trusting that this one guy is accurate and they're saying that he's retracted what he said under oath. And I said, we, we've got to find out if that's true, because I couldn't find it anywhere. It took you, what, three hours to find it? Yeah. Well, because it, of the circular, the Washington Post is quoting the New York Times, and the New York Times is quoting the Wall Street Journal, and the Wall Street Journal link was broke. So we couldn't find, how, where is the source of this? Because we hadn't heard it. Next week, we're going to re- reveal the source, among others, of how they're playing this game. And it is... It is the most corrupt thing I've seen yet, I think, from the press. And these are investigative journalists. Yes. Like, they're the ones that shouldn't just be looking for links. They should be going and talking to these people, yes. getting back information that backs up that claim and that claim. They're not even doing that. Right. And this is not our job. I, my job is I can tell the story. I can make complex things make sense. They can't do that. Their job is to bring the facts to light, but they're not doing it. They're just telling a story. They're not bringing actual facts to light. They've already deemed it to be this way, and they are only tracking those facts. I want you to know, I said to, to Jason this morning, track all of the stuff that they're saying about Rudy Giuliani. I want to know how much of this is true. What, what was his role? I don't care about who goes to jail What I care about is the integrity of the United States government. If we can't trust the Republicans and or the Democrats when they have power not to enrich themselves, not to be totally and completely corrupt, there's nothing worth fighting for here in our government. There's no reason to vote. There's a reason to um, uh, cast off the chains of this dirty, corrupt government and start anew as the Declaration of Independence insists we must. I want to find the truth. And if you're looking for the truth tonight, 5 o'clock, join us, Blaze TV. Subscribe now. You're going to save 10%. Use the promo code Glenn, blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn. 5 o'clock tonight, you're going to hear firsthand from the Ukrainian that was in the embassy working and, and seeing what the DNC was doing with the prosecutors over in Ukraine. You're not going to find this story anyplace else. Live tonight at 5 o'clock. Don't miss it. Thank you very much. All right, let me tell you about a, a new sponsor. I want to talk to you about Nets, NetSuite. Now, um, I will tell you that if you don't know the numbers of your business... You are going to fail. You don't understand your business. And I know what this is like. We had, uh, with our business, when we first started The Blaze, the technology was not there to help us. We didn't know our numbers. We didn't know exactly how many subscribers we had. We didn't know the churn rate exactly. We didn't know, you know, uh, the sales and accounting. We didn't have one place to put it all. And so you could never get a clear picture on what was really happening. And I said over and over again, how can you run a business like this? You don't actually know anything. We're having to guess and predict. 
This is where NetSuite comes in. NetSuite is fantastic. It's by Oracle. It's a cloud-based business management software that gives you the visibility and the control you need to grow. With NetSuite, you'll save time, money, and unnecessary headaches. You can manage sales, finance, accounting, orders, HR, all of it. Go now to netsuite.com slash Beck. Seven key strategies to grow your profits right now. NetSuite.com slash Beck. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hey, before we get to the podcast, I want to talk to you about the two million burglaries that are reported every year. And what's crazy is that only one in five homes have security. I mean, burglaries are happening all the time. And I think the reason why people don't have a security system in their home is because the security companies suck. They got all kinds of, you've got people coming into your house. They're going to drill holes in your wall. Hello, Mr. 1972. That's why Simply Safe is just tearing this business apart. It is growing so incredibly fast, and it is the best in industry. There's no contract, no hidden fees, no fine print, no drilling holes or stringing wires. Around-the-clock monitoring is $15 a month, and you can cancel any time. When other home security systems are triggered, police assume it's a false alarm, and it goes to the bottom of the list. But with using Simply Safe and their video verification technology, they can visually confirm that the break-in is happening, and that gets the police there from 45 minutes instead to 7 minutes. Simply Safe. They have a huge deal going on right now at simplysafe.com slash Glenn. You'll get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a hundred dollar value, and you'll get the twenty four seven monitoring and video evidence if somebody's trying to get into your house. So get your free HD security camera at simplysafe.com slash Glenn. That's simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Uh, one of the one of the worst abortionists uh, in the history of America uh, is a guy and a story that the press just doesn't care about. Uh, he is a guy who may have kept all the fetal remains as revenge for World War II. We have a couple of people who actually did a documentary on him uh, and spoke to him one-on-one, and it's Quite a story that you should hear. It's coming up next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Is it amazing how people who just do what they're supposed to do stick out now? Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about Relief Factor. Uh, for millions of Americans, their pain has dramatically changed the quality of life. And we have met members of this audience who have debilita- debilitating pain. And the stories have been heartbreaking. How people are hopeless because their lives cascaded into a heavy fog of pain medications and terrible choices and consequences. People that can't enjoy just even taking a walk. Their lives have changed because of pain. I know I've been there, and I've also seen the relief that they have found. I've found the same relief from Relief Factor. 
It's not a drug. It actually reduces the inflammation that causes most of our pain. Uh, and it works for 70% of the people that try it. Now, we've worked out a deal where they have a three-week quick start. You just try it for three weeks. It is 20 bucks. If, you lo- if, you, if it doesn't work for you, yes, you're going to lose $20. But if it does, you get your life back. And 70% of the people who try it order more month after month like I do. ReliefFactor.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Hello, America. It's another day and more crazy crap happening. And I don't know if it's a good thing that we know half of the crazy crap that's happening. But there are some really important things that have happened that nobody wants to talk about. We're going to talk about them this half hour. We're going to we're going to talk to uh, somebody today that actually was inside the embassy, the Ukrainian embassy. We're going to talk to them and we'll share that story coming up. But we're also going to talk to a a producer and director uh, of a movie called Inwood Drive. Now, the reason why we're talking about is these guys found themselves in the middle of a huge story before the story broke. They had no idea what exactly was going to happen to the subject of their story. And it's a story that the media has pretty much buried, but is really, really just deadly important. Mark and Amber Archer from the movie Inwood Drive. We talk to them about what they found in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. (sighs) Okay, so our country is embroiled yet again, battle against corruption and wrongdoing. Democratic Party is seeking to impeach the president. And you know what? Let the chips fall where they may. Let the chips fall where they may. But I'd like to see it, uh, you know, actually based in truth. And uh, we are looking at both sides of the story. I want the truth. I don't want a bunch of people. You know, there's there's a story about NBC and how NBC uh, uh, kept uh, the the Weinstein story quiet for so long because they were protecting their own ass. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Let the chips fall where they may. Well, that's kind of a brave thing to do. Instead, what's easier to do is just all start to work together and collaborate uh, and work together on on uh, cover ups, work together on agendas. And that's what your phone companies are doing. Now, if you happen to agree with, let's say, Planned Parenthood, great. Make your phone call on Sprint or Verizon or whatever. And continue to make the call. Just know that they are spending a lot of their money, and it's their right to do so, spending a lot of their money on abortion for, you know, Planned Parenthood support. Well, I'm against abortion. Why do? Why would I pay a company that is funneling millions of dollars to something like Planned Parenthood? That goes against all my values. Well, I got to have phone service. Well, you have a phone service. This is a great case of where you can walk away 
You can go to PatriotMobile.com. This was started by veterans. It's a great company that has great customer service. You're going to have the same great cell service at a fraction of the cost. And none of their money is going to Planned Parenthood or La Raza or anything else. It's actually going to protect things like freedom of speech and stand behind the Bill of Rights. That's where they put any of their charity money. Probably the same place you put your charity money. It's PatriotMobile.com. Just back people up who are on your actual side. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Switch now. They make it really, really easy. It's PatriotMobile.com slash back. Switch now to PatriotMobile.com slash back. All right. We have uh, producer and director of Inwood Drive, Mark Archer. He has won a whole bunch of awards, and I don't know if that's going to end now because because he found himself kind of in this um, uh, the, the the middle of this story about one of the worst uh, abortionists in uh, American history, Dr. Ul- Ulrich Klopfer. Um, he is also joined by his wife. She is not on yet, but she, she's going to be joining in a minute. Amber, she is also a producer of this. Uh, welcome to the program, Mark. Thank you, Glenn. It's good to be here. Thank you. Well, so why did you s- start this particular uh, documentary? <laughs> well, it wasn't to get rich and famous, I'll tell you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, we uh, we were just fascinated by the story of <clears throat> of how grassroots efforts in northeast indiana led to the shutdown of an abortionist we're always told that it's a federal issue it's a supreme court issue there's nothing that you can do about it and you know i'm i'm drawn to story <clears throat> and i looked at it and i said you know this is fascinating that this happened and i want to know how it happened because i think if other communities could hear this story of how this happened, that they would be encouraged. Powered. So um, I don't know how you've won all these awards if this is your <laughs> POV, but God bless you, Mark. Um, so um, so you started out. Now, did you know that, because uh, I'm, I'm really unfamiliar with his history uh, and how they shut it down. Was Was it... Uh, obvious to you this is a really spooky guy that might be keeping remains in his backyard? Well, it wasn't obvious until we went in to actually interview him. Uh, we we knew when we started down this path to do the film, in the back of my mind, I thought, I'm going to have to at least try to talk to him. And I'll be honest, I didn't really want to, but you know, when you're trying to be truthful to a story... It means that you have to let people at least have the opportunity. And so it was actually um, one of the more cordial conversations that we've had. And I just called them up on the phone. And I told them who we were and what we were doing and that we wanted to talk to him. So he invited us to come to his clinic. Now, his clinic had been closed for five years, but he still came to his clinic every Wednesday, spent the night in the clinic, and then got up the next morning and left and drove to his South Bend clinic. 
and spent the night there. So he was still making his rounds. He hadn't been, he'd been out of business for five years. So why was he going Uh, to his clinic? What was his excuse for that? uh, You know, when I asked him, um, I said, you know, most people that are retired go and play golf. And and he said, uh, well, it's just, you know, I got to check on the property. And that was all the all the more reasoning that we got, it was obvious as soon as we walked in that he was a hoarder. I mean, you had to kind of, you know, make a pass <laughs> just to get anywhere. It and was, this was it in was his house, not the clinic. This was his house. Uh, no, this was in his clinic. In, in his Fort clinic. Wayne. Yeah. Okay. So in the interview, um, are you you say it's one of the more cordial, but are you creeped out by him other than he's a hoarder? What else do you see? Uh, well, you know, George, he wanted us to, to call him George instead of Ulrich. Um, he was all over the place. His his science was skewed. His his reasoning was skewed. Um, he you know, he referred to uh Adolf Hitler as Uncle Adolf. I mean, it was it was just weirdness all over the place. Okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Can you give me, does he have a heavy German accent when he's speaking to you? He, oh, give very me, heavy. Very heavy. How old very was heavy. he? How old was he when he moved from Germany? You know, I think he was about, he was 11. He was 11. And yeah. he grew up during the war. Yeah, so he started telling us about um, being in Dresden as a young boy when this, uh, when the Allied firebombings. Now, did you did you bring this? How did Uncle Adolf come to play here? <laughs> Uncle Adolf came up when we uh, when actually Amber asked him if he had um, if he had asked for forgiveness for the sin of killing. Uh, children. Okay, do we have Amber on and... the phone yet? Let's put. Yeah, let let me let me join in uh, Amber here. Can we jo- can we join the two of them? Yeah, all right, good. Amber, hi. So, hi there. So you went you went full Nazi on him. <laughs> oh, I, you know I did. Yeah, you yeah. know I think for for me when we went in there, I knew I would probably never get another opportunity to talk to this man, mm-hmm. and I just was there to extend grace and the love of Christ. You know, this is who we are. It's what we do. And he, 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 um, he didn't like that I challenged him. And I just, I just asked him, have you asked for forgiveness for, for killing children? And he said, no, I've done nothing wrong. And I told him that there's, there's forgiveness. Even, even now for you, George, there's forgiveness for what you've done. And he said, well, when I get to heaven, I'm going to see Uncle Adolf and Mussolini and Stalin. <laughs> so. Wow. <laughs> He may be surprised. Um, the elevator may go a different direction if he's expecting to see those guys. Uh, so yeah, I think so. When he said Uncle Adolf, <laughs> is this the first time the Nazis kind of came into things? Uh, I, I think, you know, he, because he, he, he told us a lot of his upbringing, and, but that, that, was, that was the first time that we heard the, the Nazis. Okay. <laughs> And when you say that his science mark was a bit screwed up, um, is it is it a kind of a Nazi eugenics kind of thing? What what do you mean his science was screwed up? So he had a, a real problem 
um, with his shifting definition of when life starts. And he would he would compare it to well, if you if you have a a fetus in a test tube and it's you know at this gestational age and you and you take it out of the test tube, it won't survive. And then he would he would kind of swing around and um, talk about um, that that the baby inside the womb when you do a sonogram and you hear the the baby's heartbeat he uh he said well that's not the baby's heartbeat that's the mother's heartbeat and i (laughs) i I looked at him i said now now george i have three daughters (laughs) i know i'm not a doctor but i've seen i've I've heard three of these you know i've gone through this three times that is that is not mom's heartbeat that's a little heart going maybe maybe mom sitting on a bunny rabbit would be a little more believable but not mom's heartbeat no, okay. it was it, it was just uh, it and it was things like that. And I looked at him. And I said, "George, are you, I, I'm going to challenge you on that." And he just looked incredulous and said, "You can't challenge me on that." And I that's when you know you're just you're not dealing with a sane mindset on okay. the other side. So, um, Amber, let me go back to mm-hmm. Uncle Adolf as he says sure. that. Does he then? Is this when he reveals his motivations? Um, no, I don't know. He doesn't really reveal his motivations. He's just always angry. He, he's, he's really mad at talking about what, what we did, the Americans did in, in the bombings of Dresden. And, um, it was, you know, you could, you could read into it and know where he was going, but he never was, was forthcoming and outright said, you know, I'm here to, to, seek revenge on all the Americans. So then how did you, how do you draw that conclusion? Well, from what everyone, uh, I mean, we've, we talked to a lot of the, um, the, the pro-life people and the sidewalk counselors, and there have been many stories through the years. And as Mark pointed out, you know, we weren't sure that they were true. So it was just going in and, and talking to him. But, you know, now knowing what we know about George, since his passing, um, well, you could start to put things together. So, I mean, so well, like, what were the stories that you you weren't sure that were true? Mark, I'll pass it off to Mark. He dealt with most of the people. Honest, honestly, the the entire Dresden story, um, I I had heard it in, in many forms through the years leading up to it, leading up to interviewing George, but I didn't believe all of it. I, <clears throat> I so and, people and, you know, had said. People had said this, that he had said it, or they concluded that he was trying to pay back America by killing our babies because they killed, uh, because Americans dropped the bombs and killed so many German babies. Mm-hmm. What I had been told from various sources that had dealt with him directly was he told me this, and he told me this, and I, and, and so. Uh, you know, I, I, I had multiple accounts of this, but I went in and I thought, okay, I, I, I'm going to have an open mind and, you know, maybe I'll, we'll get to that Mm -hmm. and I'll ask him about it. But I didn't go in and say, so are you a Nazi? It was, um, you know, he, we were only a couple minutes into our conversation and he just started talking about Dresden 
and just this whole thing of, you know, all these awful things that he saw, uh, how many people were killed, and and it wasn't just Dresden then. It was it was surviving through um, when the Soviets invaded. Mm. They and and they they watched that all happen. So really, his childhood, his early childhood up until you know almost a teenager, okay. was dealing with that. Okay, so hang on, I got to take a one minute break, and then I want to come back and uh, we'll talk uh, a little bit about you know what's happened since and and where you are in this film. In one minute, Mark and Amber Archer, producers of Inwood Drive, American Financing Corporation, NMLS one eight two three three four, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, if you are looking for a loan, you want to buy a new house, you want to. Uh, refinance to get advantage of all of these low these low rates this is the lowest these rates have been for over a year um, and god only knows what's going to happen or if you want to consolidate and you want to take some of your high interest loans and put them into a low interest loan american financing can help you can pre-qualify for a custom loan in as little as 10 minutes and you'll be one step closer to either getting rid of all of your debt which is a very smart thing or owning your your new home. There is um, nothing I caution you more about on this program than being fiscally responsible. And you need to know, is this the right move for me before you take the plunge? And I always insist, do your own homework. You're smart enough to figure this out. Don't go with people who are telling you, you know, things that are you're like, well, that's great. That's even better than I even thought it could be. Do your own homework. If it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. I trust the people at American Financing. I've worked with them for a very long time. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now at 800-906-2440. They have you covered coast to coast for any kind of loan you need. It's AmericanFinancing.net at 800-906-2440. We break for 10-second station ID. So you guys find out he dies and his family goes into the garage and they find out that he has hoarded dead babies and they're all in his garage. Mm-hmm. How surprised were you to hear that? I, th- I think the, the, the term that we used was shocked but not surprised. I mean, it, it, we, we, we knew that he was a hoarder, so... The the shock. Yeah, of but it, a lot of people are hoarders. They don't necessarily hoard dead babies. <laughs> you know, it's a different level. Yeah, so so that was the shock, but the not surprised because I mean he's we we figured in his career he he told us his first abortion was in Chicago in 1974, and we figured his career total probably fifty thousand abortions. So. You know, that's you just know the the depravity that you're dealing with. So, wow. Um, uh, and now, so you have finished the film, but you've gone back in to re-edit with, you know, some new light on this. When are when are you planning on releasing, and how's that going? What what's happening with it? You know, it, it, it's it's uh, it's an interesting story. We had the film done. We had a private screening for our supporters because this was all 
financed by us and donors to our nonprofit. Mm. We showed the film one night, and then about a week later, we found out Georgia died. And we paused and we went, well, maybe we should include this in the story. And then 10 days after that, the news broke about the dead babies. So we have been um, just kind of waiting and watching like everyone else because, you know, we thought, okay, now they've kind of, uh, they've started dealing with getting the babies back to Indiana and talking about how to, proceed with, uh, you know, a burial service, things like that. We wanted to include that. And then another another round of dead babies found in the trunk of one of his cars. Oh, my gosh. So it's it's just been, uh, for us, the, the answer is, well, it'll be, it'll be out next year. <laughs> yeah. But we're kind of in this hold where we're going, well, we, we, we keep thinking the story is over has concluded itself and then and then they find something else so we're we're kind of like everybody else just going how how much how much worse can it get it's amazing i've been to fort wayne i love fort wayne i love fort wayne and to have this horror show uh in you know fort in and around fort wayne is just bizarre um because Mm -hmm. it's a nice little town and you wouldn't think that a a german it sounds like a german nazi uh, is hoarding babies in his uh, garage would happen uh, anywhere, but let alone you know a place like a place like you know Indiana. Uh, thank you guys so much. Please let us know when you're ready to release it, and uh, I, mm-hmm. I'd love to see the film and and uh, and we support you in your work. Thank you so much, Mark Archer, Amber thank Archer. You. Uh, the Great. name of the Thanks movie. You, you're welcome. The name of the movie is Inwood Drive. Inwood Drive, we will let you know when it finally is released. Back in a minute. You're listening to Glenn Beck. As the old song goes, you know, the timing belt's connected to the flywheel. The flywheel's connected to the rotor. The rotor's connected to the... I have no idea. I I have no idea. Uh, collected to dilithium crystals, I think. I don't know how a car works. Um, I don't care to know how a car works. I mean, I'd like to know, uh, but now, especially with the new cars, there's no way you can do anything. You know, might as well have a wizard sitting under the hood. You know, my my car, yeah, it's powered by magic wizards. This is why I have Car Shield um, because. You don't have to worry about all the things that are in your car. You don't have to worry about the repairs, the cost, the downtime, the inconvenience. Car Shield will make the process of fixing your car for a covered repair really simple. And you can have the dealership do the work if you want, which is not usually an option. They provide 24-7 roadside assistance, a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. So don't let the check engine light freak you out and try to remember, okay, what's connected to what? Call 1-800-CAR-6000. Mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 10%. Carshield.com. Promo code BECK. We have an exclusive interview tonight uh, about someone who's in the room for a lot of these meetings when it comes to Ukraine. Go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code GLEN.
Welcome to the program. Uh, tonight, 5 o'clock, you're going to get some actual news that no one else is reporting on. How'd you like that? How would you, how would you like to hear something that is actual and truth and something you haven't heard a billion times? That's not possible. I only want my news fake. (laughs) Right, really? Mm -hmm. Well, you got plenty of choices for that. Mm. Tonight at 5 o'clock, you have a choice on Blaze TV to hear from uh, a Ukrainian that was in the Ukrainian embassy. He was, oh my gosh, he's a whistleblower. He was the one of the first whistleblowers uh, of the DNC corruption. Uh, He was working at the Ukrainian embassy in Washington, D.C. He's a Ukrainian citizen, and uh, he is a a career diplomat, you know, been, uh, you know, been doing this for forever. He's not low on the totem pole. He's the guy that was asked to set up the the big meeting between all of the investigators and this crazy national uh, what was it national uh anti-corruption board or bureau bureau yeah and uh he was he was asked to set up a big conference between the anti-corruption bureau in Ukraine certain prosecutors in Ukraine and the Obama administration so they all came from Ukraine and met in Washington he set it up he was there uh, and he's one of the people that said, I don't think this was about anti-corruption. This was about Paul Manafort, Donald Trump, uh, and uh, and the DNC. Because they went home and they were all under the impression that that's what they were tasked to do by the United States government. And he, for one of them, had a real problem with that. Um, two people that didn't have a problem with that meeting, hmm you know, went to court and uh, were convicted of interfering in the United States election, trying to get Hillary Clinton elected. But don't worry about that. So he was one of the first people, and he has direct knowledge of what uh, Chalupa, a Democratic National Committee member, uh, was doing in the Ukrainian embassy. She says nothing. I'm just a soccer mom. But she was paid seventy one thousand dollars for i guess taking her kids to soccer and once in a while showing up at the ukrainian embassy trying to get the dirt on different people he saw it all he was a witness and we're going to talk to him uh i think that he has i'm pretty sure he has not spoken to any major outlet yet nobody's calling him nobody's we thought you know we're interested we'd like to hear it We'd like to hear your story. What the heck? You know, let's hear a different point of view. Maybe corruption was going on. So he's going to be joining us uh, tonight at 5 o'clock. He he was supposed to be in studio yesterday, but he had to fly to Vienna. So he's going to be live via satellite for Vienna. We're going to do about 25 minutes with him today. And then we're going to tape a podcast that will be released on Saturday. So we'll get even more from him on Saturday, but I wanted you to see him and hear him first thing uh, as we interview him live today at 5 p.m. Eastern on Blaze. I've had a couple of people ask me, and uh, it's a fairly common question online as well, is why are we getting all of these things that no one else seems to be getting? Why yeah, is that's that That's a question we're asking. Which I don't think is a good... Like, I like to take credit for it or be excited about it, but really it shouldn't be happening this way. No. Um, in which I kind of wish... 
big mean, mainstream media corporations were doing this sort of work. Yeah. But one of the reasons is because so many people have subscribed to the blaze recently and glenn is very good at spending your money the second it comes in uh so um, <laughs> but on good things on good things but on, good, on things. good things and i know we have another special because you have subscribed we have another special that is happening next week and this one goes right at the media we are going to show you the verifiable facts how they spin those facts and and we have the documents when they say, oh, no, this is not happening. This is not. They reverse themselves. Really? Because yesterday, just on one, we took about three hours to find out exactly where where did they reverse themselves? Because we haven't seen that. Oh, we found it. We tracked it down. Your head will explode. And when you see the dishonesty of the media and how they're spinning things, because I want the truth. I heard this fact yesterday, uh, like 6 o'clock in the morning, and I honestly, I thought, geez, if this is true, our whole chalkboard falls apart because one of the major sources that we have on this, on several of these fronts, if he has said, oh, you know what, I, I was wrong, I didn't say that, I said that for political, whatever, then it's wrong. And I came in and I said, I got to know, where did he say this? And we were doing, we looked into it because we don't want to be wrong. Uh, wow, that's not what we found. <laughs> that yeah. is not what we found. And we're going to go through all of that as far yes. as what the mainstream media is saying about these stories and how they're getting it wrong. Um, but, I mean, it goes beyond, you know, this is not just Google search stuff. We're talking about Ukrainian sources and, you know, people who are who are on the ground, people who are um, uh, involved in these stories, as you're going to see uh, tonight. Um, the point of this being, uh, thank you for subscribing. And if you want more of this, please continue. Um, yeah. It's blazetv.com. The promo code is Glenn if you want to save a few bucks. And we appreciate that. I am really. And I saw your note yesterday. Thank you for that kind note yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, the, to Kind note. Me? To the, From yeah. me? Yeah, not to me. So, someone has uh, like, uh, taken my email address over. You were like, Glenn is very 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 adamant that he wants to hire an investigative <laughs> yeah. reporter mm. please help me please yeah. hire this person mm. so i don't have to deal with glenn anymore I, yeah, that was as polite as i could have possibly uh, i know it put was, it i know um, i was in this guy's office all day yesterday i went up like three times have you made the call yet? No. Have you made the call yet? Have you made the call? No, I haven't made the call Leave yet. Got to make the call. <laughs> if you want us to investigate, no, yeah. we have to have investigative reporters. Mm-hmm. So I'm already spent. I've spent the future money. That's that usually is, that's that is your that is it's not your government philosophy, but it is your personal philosophy. Just <laughs> <laughs> weird. It is. You don't. Luckily, you actually do run your household like the government does. <laughs> we want the opposite to happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I mean, it's it, it is. It's amazing to see this happen, and you keep seeing this stuff pop up where they're doing these reports and trying to summarize these stories for people who are just jumping on to uh, this all these developments, and they have to keep citing the Blaze and Glenn Beck, which is not something that they they want to do. Um, but who cares where it's coming from as long as it's right. Uh, and the fact that they continue to have to keep coming back to us to tell people the, the new developments in the story is, is pretty remarkable. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, if, if, you know, it's important 
And, you know, the media is only covering one side of this. They're all over, you know, every development that happens with Giuliani or whatever happens with these guys that got arrested at the airport and, and every, and every little bit of that. And, and I think you're on the same page with me is that I, I want all that stuff to, I want to know what happened. Look, if Rudy Um, Giuliani is, if Rudy Giuliani is dirty, he should go to jail or receive the consequences just like biden should just like chalupa should yeah uh all of these people Mm -hmm. they if they are lying and they are corrupt they should get the consequences that they deserve and i don't care about parties in fact we're starting another chalkboard just to keep track because i said we we can't argue this because the the left is arguing an entirely different thing all they're doing is paying attention to rudy giuliani well, we can't make the same mistake they are. We're investigating what was really going on in Ukraine. Okay, well, they're telling a different story on a different timeline. We have to understand what they're saying happened. Yeah, what's real, what's not. Right, and if, they're, if they are uh, as accurate on the Rudy Giuliani story as they have been on this story... <laughs> There's no truth to it at all. But I want to find out, is there any truth to this? Yeah. I mean, it's important to know both sides of it. The problem is they're only covering one side of it. Um, And these are in some ways parallel stories. It's amazing. It's just a matter of which one is true and where the actual facts lie. The amazing thing is, is we are finding that the storyline is a self-diagnosis. So everything that they are accusing Rudy Giuliani, I, I, I listened to some I listened to some reports um, last night and this morning on Rudy Giuliani. Here's the here's the basis of their story. And I'm not saying this isn't true. I don't know. OK, but I will. We will find out for you. Um, but uh, the basis of their story. Try this on for size, too. Is it Rudy Giuliani? Uh, made a couple of friends that were paying him a lot of money mm-hmm. to get uh, the the oil and gas money from the United States in uh, in Ukraine. So they really wanted, you know, the investigators, and they said the the um, ambassador to Ukraine, who we we believe and we have we have sworn affidavits. Uh, on what she was doing. She's the woman that was blocking the information coming into the United States from these prosecutors who were saying, this is all corrupt. This is all corrupt. She was blocking all that. Now what they're saying is that Rudy Giuliani had to get her fired because she was just telling uh, everybody in Ukraine and everybody down the line that would listen that Rudy Giuliani and the president were corrupt. And she was telling everybody in the United States, and she was blocking this corruption. And so they had to get rid of her. Mm. So (laughs) everything they say he was doing, we know they were doing. Now, maybe it's so corrupt that both sides are like, hey, it's my turn. (laughs) You know, I hope it's not that, Mm -hmm. but maybe it is. But we have to look at both. We have to look at both. And so far, what I've seen is they just claim everything that they were doing. They're claiming that Trump was doing and trying to get away with it. It it has to stop and you have to know the truth. So join us at five o'clock today. If you haven't subscribed, may I ask, please subscribe. Uh, This is this is a team effort. 
Um, we are working with some great journalists, uh, John Solomon, Peter Schweitzer, people who have worked on this story for a long time. Their job is to gather the facts and do the investigative reporting. We are trying to hire, hopefully today, trying to hire somebody who is a really good investigative reporter that will help us tie all of these facts together and go get new facts because no one in the media is doing it. And so this can't be a Google search kind of thing. We have to have boots on the ground that are actually looking into this and let the chips fall where they may. And that is all being funded by you and we can't thank you enough for subscribing. And if you haven't, please subscribe. Just go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Uh, you'll see tonight uh, what your subscription is paying for. Tonight, via satellite, a guy who was actually there and witnessed it. You decide for yourself if he's credible or not. We'll do it together live tonight, 5 o'clock Eastern, only on Blaze TV. So Bill was a farmer. He was, uh, he's a guy who actually enjoyed farming. And uh, all the farmers I know, they really like it. I don't know why, because you are working all the time. And you're not getting paid an awful lot for it. Uh, but he liked to tell people, you know, that he would farm until the day he dropped dead. He would be happy if he would, you know, if he was dropping, if he dropped dead while he was farming. But somewhere along the line, as always happens to all of us, the pain began, his knees and his wrists mostly. But some days he just hurt all over and he just couldn't do it anymore. He thought, I'm going to have to kiss the life that I love goodbye forever. But then Bill heard about Relief Factor and he gave it a try. Well, now Bill's back in the saddle and back on the tractor and he's farming again. Relief Factor is a great way to reduce the inflammation that causes pain, and it works for 70% of us who try it. Now, it's not a drug. For 1995, you can get a three-week quick start, which is not very much money. It's 20 bucks, and yes, 20 bucks, you're going to be out if it doesn't work. But isn't it worth 20 bucks to see if you're part of the 70% that it will work on? Because 70% of the people who order it go on to order it month after month. I take it every day. And I have taken it every day for almost 18 months. It'll be 18 months this Christmas. No, it'll be two years this Christmas, won't it? Yeah, two years this Christmas. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. let's go to ryan in idaho thank you so much for holding ryan you're on the glenbeck program yeah it's like great to uh, talk to you and Stu. Uh, thank you so uh appreciative of all that you guys have done and put into this whole ukraine investigation but thank i, you. I think too. you're you're missing you're missing something big all right. over there. All right. Uh, so <laughs> I, I think that we need to look deeper into the uh, Crimea region there. Specifically, the Crimea River. I think we'll find a lot of DNC tears there, maybe even some flooding. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> well, Crimea does play a it does play a role. I don't know about the river part, uh, but it does play a role. I mean, that's why all that money was there. That's why all of the the corruption was was happening. That's why Russia is involved in this, and uh, and and we were so uh, staunch on getting in there and helping them to ward off the 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 Russians, of course. I mean, outside of the uh, the, I don't know if it's a, technically a pun. Part of that, it is a really important part of the story, Crimea. It is, um, and uh, and that is going to be something that's going to certainly play into future reporting on this mm-hmm. we also have uh the debate tonight i don't i mean you gotta expect some of this to come up the the hunter biden no, stuff won't. oh i think well, the they'll, hunter they'll biden definitely stuff ask him about that tonight and then it's over they oh, will not be uh-huh. they they will not go after him on the this. question is does anyone else out of the 12 people the other 11 does any of do any of them have the balls to come after uh biden at all on this my guess is no but there could be a you could see a maybe a I think who it would be maybe a Beto, somebody who's down there looking to make a name for themselves that doesn't really care about Biden. So Beto, <laughs> Beto's, Beto, does, Beto does not have the problem that nobody knows who he is. Everybody knows who Beto oh, is. Oh yeah, that's the that is the problem. Right, <laughs> they just don't like him. Yes. So it's not like I got to make a name for myself. I got to get noticed. You've been noticed. <laughs> nobody likes you, Beto. <laughs> nobody likes you. Mm-hmm. So tonight we'll uh, watch, and uh, just in case you don't have the time to watch, we'll give you all of the news on it tomorrow because we will unfortunately watch it for you.